Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, Lindsay Bryan will be our guest. Lindsay is the health and wellness manager for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund, and she'll be discussing the value of placing a priority on self-care. And she'll also talk about how reducing stress can improve your quality of life. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Lindsay Bryan. Lindsay Bryan is with us from St. Christopher. Hey, welcome back, Lindsay. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm just thinking we met for the first time very briefly at Mid-America back a long time ago, and it's great to have you back. It feels like forever, right? I know. Well, we're almost closer to the next one than we are to that one, so I guess we're moving on here. I think going to the dictionary is a good place to start a conversation when we're going to be specific about things, and self-care has a good definition that you sent along. Self-care, a set of activities that a person engages in regularly to prioritize health, prevent illness, and manage physical and mental health conditions. That gives us a real good start, but there's one word in there that I really like, activities. Is there a word in there that you would prioritize? I like that word because it puts a fun spin on it. And that ideally what self-care should be is fun and engaging and something that we can enjoy because it's being proactive to help us live a healthier, more fulfilled life. So how better to do that? Because when you say, okay, diet and exercise, that sounds like breaks over back on your head. Imagine bland, boring diets and having to go to the gym and things that they may or may not enjoy. But really, it doesn't have to be that. That's the good news. It doesn't have to be those things that we don't enjoy. Let's stick with exercise for a second. The other thing about exercise is, number one, you don't need to go someplace else to do it. And you don't really need equipment to do it. We were talking yesterday about the number 32. It's 31 and change, but we'll say 32 walks around a tractor trailer is a mile. And you're right there. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, that's great. Number to aim for. And it's something that's already there with our drivers. Exactly. You can listen to music. You can listen to us. Thank you for doing that. You can listen to the folks asking you, what are you doing? (laughs) We started health and wellness programming around here, my God, 20, 25 years ago. And that 32 rounds around a truck came up back then. And drivers started doing that a few at a time, as you well know. It takes a long time to get that ball rolling down the hill. Drivers were, hey, what are you doing, man? Are you nuts? You want me to call somebody? Eventually, it kind of caught on. You can do push-ups and stretches and all kinds of stuff. So I guess we're in the no-excuse zone, too, before we move on then, right? Yeah, to some degree. But to be fair, where those excuses are, I think there's an ounce of truth. And if that excuse is, well, I really don't enjoy exercise. Well, maybe you don't enjoy the exercise that you've tried, but there's something out there that is bound to be fun and also get you up and moving. We just have to find that thing. I don't like apples. How many apples have you tried? One? Well, there are 479 different varieties of apples. Have you tried exactly. the honey crisp? The honey crisp was the only apple I'll eat. But you know what I mean? I found an apple. I found an yes. apple that I like. Absolutely. We've all got that one thing. If we get very specific enough, we can find it. 
Well, that's sort of like the introduction here from the dictionary, but kind of let's dig in. Why do you want to do that? And there are a number of reasons, and there's a pretty good checkoff list. So the one on the top is really one of the major causes for everything that goes wrong with us. Yes, we want to reduce stress, and that is what self-care is designed to do. So when we think about stress, we've got the influence on the outside, what is triggering this stress, and then we have our body's reaction to that stress. And those two things together are what really cause the damage. If we are able to reduce our reaction to it, which we can do by implementing self-care, then we actually help to reduce that inflammation and therefore the damage that is coming from it. So number one, I think first and foremost, is just knowing that we can reduce that stress and the trickle-down effect that comes with it. You are the health and wellness manager at St. Christopher. One of the other whys on the why should we do this is to increase overall well-being. When you talk to drivers and people in the medical world, Lindsay, do we kind of think we know what well-being means, but we really don't? It's one of those terms that sounds good. I want to be well and I want to have well-being, but what is it? Yeah, so well-being is our overall just state of being comfortable and healthy and happy. So it's really all-encompassing, which is why I think it's hard to put a finger on one specific thing, but it's really all of the things that we want to be part of our well-being. So when I say I want somebody to be well, I'm talking about their mental health, their physical health, their happiness, their spirituality, all of the things that make them who they are. I want them all to be well, and I think that we can think of well-being in that way. It's all the things. And we know when we're not, and we will know when we are. Exactly. We get, we know, we know when we're well. It's like, it's behind the curtain. Just keep going towards the curtain. You'll get there. And (laughs) once you get to the curtain, open it and boom, there you are. I know that's a little silly, but we don't see the end game from the beginning because it's kind of out there. Yeah, exactly. There's many layers to it. And we can think of our well-being in self-care as being a lifelong commitment. There's no finish line. We're not racing to some end goal. It's just gradually peeling back these layers like you described and getting to this place where we feel better as a whole, just our entire body, health, mind, and spirit. And then we get to continue to grow from there. There's no end goal in mind necessarily. We kind of get caught up in slogans and adages and cliches. It's not the destination, it's the journey. You hear that stuff, you see those bumper stickers. But it is, and you can take the high road or the low road. You can take the road full of potholes or you can take that super slab highway that's clean as a whistle. The third thing on the list, and again, these things sound so obvious and cliche, but as Homer Simpson would say, it's funny because it's true. You feel a sense of accomplishment, and that cannot be overstressed, can it? Because that then becomes the engine that pushes you forward. Yes. We get this intrinsic reward when we accomplish something. It kind of gives you a little to your step and a little glow. And sometimes it's hard to put a finger on exactly, but it just makes you feel better. And when we feel accomplished, you're exactly right. It fuels us forward towards doing that more and more frequently, just moving us in the right direction continuously. One of the things that I find myself is that when I'm feeling really, really good, like I feel great this morning. Something you don't feel great every morning, but this morning I do. And I actually ask myself, why am I feeling so good today? And it's because I've Mm -hmm. kind of really got back on track with my own exercise program. And I'm writing it down in the calendar again. 
In fact, they tell you, and you know this better than I do, let's say you're a gym rat and you're there every day. I know drivers can't do that very often, but let's say you make a point to work out every day and you're doing everything you can out on the road. They tell you to take a week off a couple times a year and things like that. Then when you come back, one of the benefits of that is you kind of restart that engine again and you feel like, yeah, man, I'm back and I'm ready to go again, as opposed to, well, I'm still going. So you want to be able to meter yourself. I don't know where I'm going with that. Help me out here. (laughs) I would give an analogy. I've used this analogy before. If we lived Christmas year round, it would lose its magic. But sometimes you have to step away from it, right? You put away all the Christmas decorations and the tree and all the things. And then when you pull it back out, it is magical again. And having that sense of accomplishment does the same thing for us. When we find something new to accomplish, or like you said, take a short break from it and come back to it, you get to experience that magic all over again of, yes, this is why I do this. Relationships are the key to pretty much everything. And we have relationships in some cases, whether we want to or not. In some (laughs) cases, we love the relationship. In other cases, we would love to have a relationship. But our interactions with other people are incredibly effective by the way we feel internally. So all of the above really leads to healthier relationships. When you talk to drivers, and you talk to drivers all the time there at St. Christopher, Do folks bring that up to you? It does. It comes up a lot. And I will say that it plays a role in all of the different programs that we have because we are influenced by other people and they are influenced by us. We can't make these health and wellness changes completely independently in a box unaffected by everybody else. We're trying to make the changes, but we have other people around us that are not supporting us or are very supportive of us. That changes the path that we may go down ultimately, depending on what we're working on. So yes, we have those conversations a lot. One of the things, of course, you get is better life satisfaction. If that isn't apparent after everything, then our conversation is useless. But let's go to the next thing, clearer goals. And I think I know what that means. Okay, let's say we've talked somebody into taking 32 rounds around a truck. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But now it's like, hey, I'm looking forward to doing it and I make a point to do it. I'm going to do it in the rain. I don't care. I am doing that 32 round mile. And now, all of a sudden, Mid-America, where you and I met, Mid-America is coming up and there's going to be a race. I'm going to be in it. There's a clear goal. Mm -hmm. And you would not have that goal if you hadn't started someplace. Do goals tend to reinforce what you're doing more than we tend to believe? They absolutely do. They do. And sometimes... If we don't reach a goal, it is not a failed attempt. It gives us this really clear picture on why didn't it work? So let's say the goal is to walk around the truck 32 times every single day. And we have days where, well, gosh, my hamstrings are so tight. I just can't do it. Okay, well, then we've got an even clearer goal. And that is that we need to invest some time in stretching before we can achieve this other thing. So it just maps it out even further for us, even if it means adding some baby steps in between to get us where we want to go, it just helps to paint a clearer picture, whether it we were very successful the first time or, well, it was a bit more of a challenge than we anticipated. One of the buzzwords today, and I've really pushed that buzzer myself now in my own life, clarity. And I think clearer goals on this list can translate to clarity in our lives. I don't know if I can explain that. I don't know if you can explain it. Go ahead if you can. <laughs> but clarity is something that you know when you got it. 
Yes. When I think that we all have things that are very important to us, there's a very unique activity that I have done sometimes with drivers that I'm working with where I send them a very long list of things and attributes, like personal attributes. And we go through this kind of silly, like, imagine you're going on a camping trip and we can only pack 10 things, sort of a game. And we narrow it down and we narrow it down. And what we do is we identify what is important to that person. Then we talk about how are the things that we're doing leading us or supporting these things that are important to us. For me, just as a really good example of this, I was working in an industry that was health and wellness that then transitioned into a franchise. And it was important to me to be honest and to be helpful. And I felt like the direction of the company was not going in that direction. (laughs) So I stepped away from it for that reason. And I felt like these are the things that are important to me. And then the third thing I would put in that category is my family. And so that's part of how I landed at St. Christopher Fund is this was an organization that allowed me to be helpful and honest and also have time with my family. So when you have clarity on those things that are important to you, you can set your goals and spend your time and energy accordingly. Lindsay Bryan is with us from St. Christopher. We're going to wrap up Hideaway to Health here with the eight currently recognized forms of self-care. Lindsay, these don't require much explanation, but let's kind of just click off those eight. Yeah. So we've got physical self-care, which I think is what most people think of when it comes to self-care. This is eating well, getting exercise, getting good quality sleep, psychological self-care, which is mental and emotional health, environmental self-care, which is having a safe, comfortable environment, financial self-care, which I think is a very self-explanatory one, probably the least favorite, (laughs) social self-care, which is building healthy relationships, recreational, which I just described this. This is fun. What do we do for fun? Spiritual. Spiritual is not necessarily organized religion. This is just, can we find all in parts of our life? Can we find hope and optimism? And the last one is spiritual and or educational. So kind of lump those in together, depending on where you're at in your life. Lindsay, thank you so much. Really looking forward to our next visit on Highway to Health. Thanks so much. Lindsay Bryan, everybody. She is the health and wellness manager at St. Christopher. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.